Hello, and welcome to Heresy of the Curious Mind, a podcast that we put on from time to time regarding all things religious. Today I'd like to talk to you very briefly about Gnosticism and why we have a resurgence of curiosity regarding Gnosticism. Gnosticism actually predates Christianity in its, in its uh, form because it is uh, in part uh, uh, Plato and uh, Pythagorean uh, viewpoints. So uh, it was mixed with Christianity, and uh, it has a very interesting and very involved uh, creation myth. And when I say myth, don't get me wrong, uh, it's not that I am uh, arguing if it's true or not true. What I am saying, though, is that one man's truth is another man's religion. And we might look at Bullfinch's uh, mythology, the, the book about Roman and Greek mythology, and look at it and say, well, these are just stories. But uh, at one time, they were people's religion. And I am absolutely sure that in time, people will look at our uh, uh, creation myth and say, well, this, this is just a story. And so it is with, uh, with Gnostics. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the things that turns people off, the creation mythos, because it's so elaborate and, and so complicated and convoluted. But I wanted to kind of strip it down today and, uh, and kind of challenge you to, to think about it in a different way. Now, why is Gnosticism uh, recurrent today? Well, part of the reason, I believe, is uh, that we are in a state where we are rejecting the fact that a loving God would cause uh, someone, uh, his son in this case, who is completely innocent, to be put to death uh, for someone else's wrongdoing. As a matter of fact, it, it actually goes against the, uh, uh, the, the Jewish mindset at the time, which is one of the way, uh, reasons he was rejected. So the Bible tells us in the Old Testament that the sins of the father should not be visited upon the son. And it also tells us that uh, one man's uh, sins or shortcomings or, or inflicted on as punishment uh, to anyone else but him, that we are responsible for our own deeds and our own thoughts and our own actions. And therefore, uh, because of that uh, and, and other reasons, uh, Jesus was rejected by the Jews because uh, if, if you believe that he was anything more than a Messiah and that you actually elevated him to uh, a deity, uh, it flew in the face of not only the fact that there was only one God and they couldn't get their head around the Trinity, but it also flew in the face of their belief that any one person would be uh, put to death for the sins of another. And this, this also answers a, a, a question as to why people are rejecting uh, original sin. Uh, the fact that uh, Adam and Eve were created and then they fell from grace and because of their fall, the entire human race is, uh, uh, is cursed and the world that we live in is cursed seems a bit far-fetched to a lot of people. Again, I'm not uh, arguing that it is true or not. I'm simply giving reasons that Gnosticism is being looked at again in lieu of uh, standard uh, mainstream Christianity. It also uh, answers some very interesting questions. So let's go through this real quick, and, and then we will see this cast of characters 
how they fit together in a very, very stripped-down form, because after all, this is a primer on Gnosticism, not a textbook, so bear with me. And, uh, and then we'll see some of the, uh, the ways of looking at the world. So in the beginning, there was the divine all, the Spirit or the Father, we'll call him God, and, uh, and his first divine thought produced a being called Barbello. Look at Barbello as the Spirit of God. She is equivalent to Ruach, who was the Spirit of God that hovered over the water and uh, brooded uh, on, on life here like a, a hen does her eggs. Barbello, obviously, is a feminine counterpart of the Father. We had this in our Canaanite uh, pantheon when El was married to Ashra, and uh, somehow she got dropped by the wayside, and we ended up with a all-male cast in uh, normal mainstream Christianity. It happened again as uh, uh, Ruach was uh, kind of dismissed. And then uh, in, in Greek, she became known as Numa or spirit, which was neutral. And then uh, Espiritu Sancti, or Holy Spirit in Latin, which became masculine, and then all of a sudden you, you did not have any feminine force in uh, Judaism or Christianity any longer. You had an all-male character force. So uh, the divine thought, Barbello, and the Father, Spirit, or the divine all, produced or emanated. Now, let's, let's not get birth confused. They emanated as, as light would emanate color as radio waves emanate harmonics, uh, they emanated uh, forethought and foreknowledge, indestructibility, eternal life, and truth. These are called the aeons, which we look at like angels. And that made up what we call heaven or uh, the plumora, which means the fullness. They also emanated... Sophia, which is wisdom, and her counterpart, Christ, the perfect man. So right off the bat, we see that there is a male-female, yin-yang, positive and negative energy flow here. And everything is balanced. Everything is uh, very, very balanced. So now we're into the second harmonic, if you will. But Sophia decided that she wanted to know what it was like to be God. And she wanted to know what it was like to create. But she did not ask Christ or the divine all. She did it herself, which produced an off-balance, an incompleteness. And she gave birth to Yaldabaoth, the demiurge, the incomplete one, the one that at that particular time the... uh, the Gnostics said was like Elohim or Yahweh. And, uh, and he was incomplete. Because she saw that he was defective, she threw him out of the Plumora. And because he was outside of heaven, he could not see through the veil. And when he awakened, he perceived himself as being self-created and the only one in existence. He was deluded. He was also quite mad. He was insane. And he set about, because he thought he was God, 
to create what we now know as the material universe, this world and all that's in it. He also created what we call the, the archons. The archons can be looked at like, uh, like demons, but they uh, control the, uh, the system, this cosmos. And, and so what we have here is a world and a cosmic system created by a lesser deity, an insane angel, if you will, an insane, malevolent divine being. This answers the question as to why bad things happen to good people, why good things happen to bad people, why there is chaos and uh, destruction and disease in this world. Because all of these things mimic the Creator, who was himself incomplete, unbalanced, and insane. So that's the first thing uh, that uh, uh, normal Christianity has a, a hard time answering uh, with any good form. The question of suffering here, especially by the innocent ones. So right off the bat, we have Gnostics that offer a, uh, an interesting insight into what's going on here. But we also have this kind of innate uh, understanding, this sense of harmonies and energies, because we have kind of a, a harmonic going on. And if you know anything about communication, uh, you know that the third harmonic is uh, the highest energy uh, from the source. You, you have the first note or tone or or energy or frequency. And then the second harmonic hits that kind of halfway and it doesn't really cause any problems per se. But if you look at the third harmonic, it crosses the line every time that the first harmonic crosses. And it causes a lot of disturbance, a lot of uh, serious uh, uh, energies and, and a lot of conflict. And that's exactly what we see in Gnosticism. It is a, an interesting spiritual statement of a physical phenomena. The other reason is um, that uh, we are, are led here uh, in Gnosticism to believe that uh, the Christ image, the Christ spirit, came down uh, to earth to show us that the God of this world, the creator of this world, is not who we think he is. That we must seek the higher divine spirit, the Father who created everything, including Yaldabaoth. Yaldabaoth and his archons wish to keep us uh, in our delusion that this is all there is. And part of that is modern religion. If we keep on worshiping, sacrificing, and killing for the sake of religion, it keeps us totally, completely bound to this material world. It keeps us suffering, and it keeps us uh, uh, trying to please Yaldabaoth, whatever form he may, we may see him as. And as they say, uh, Yahweh was equated with him. And Jesus came to show us that that wasn't the case, that there is a 
higher God that does not punish the innocent and lead us back into uh, the, uh, the Plumora, uh, the true heaven, uh, into the presence of the divine all, the spirit of the Father. So there was a leader in the, uh, around 150 A.D. His name was Marcion. And Marcion cut to the chase of the whole thing. He said the Old Testament God could not possibly be the same God that Jesus is telling us to follow because the Old Testament God, Yahweh, uh, was bloodthirsty and, uh, and cruel, and he punished entire peoples uh, for mistakes, and he would kill or have uh, the Israelites go in and kill everything that moved in a particular nation or, uh, or, or tribe, and, uh, and he condemned everything. So uh, Marcion said that the uh, Old Testament God was Yaldabaoth. He was the demiurge. He was the uh, insane one. And the New Testament God, the one that Jesus is trying to point us toward, that uh, is, in all cases, the divine all, the Father, the source of everything. And that is why Jesus came. This means that Jesus' uh, suffering and death on the cross meant nothing because it was his knowledge and wisdom that uh, he came to impart. And it was uh, his uh, direction pointing the way back to the original Father. And that's what he was trying to teach us. So it is in direct conflict to modern Christianity who believes that all we have to do is claim uh, uh, part of the sacrifice and bloodletting of Jesus in order that our sins may be covered, forgiven, and, uh, and we go to, to be with God. Gnosticism says, no, not so fast. You are responsible for your own sins, your own, own thoughts, your own shortcomings. And no amount of blood or sacrifice or killing of innocent animals or people will make up for the fact that uh, you have messed up and you have uh, not fulfilled uh, the wisdom and knowledge that you were put here to fulfill. So it is up to you to seek out that internal knowledge, that inspiration. The word actually literally means God breathed into us. So we seek our inspiration, we seek our wisdom and our knowledge, and we uh, search out beyond the systems of this world, beyond the systems of the cosmos that keep us uh, tethered to this dimension, if you will, and we seek a way uh, back to the Father, to the divine all, to the great spirit, and, uh, and we leave religion behind. So there you have a very, very uh, thumbnail sketch of Gnosticism and, uh, and how it works. More later on The Heresy of a Curious Mind.